0: Hey everybody, welcome to Empowerment Sessions with yours truly, Philip Suber. this podcast is meant to empower the authentic version of you, to impact the world around you like only you can. So before we get into our conversation, if you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe, hit that subscribe button and also share with someone that you know. All right, ready? Let's go. This is Philip Super, and welcome back to Empowerment Sessions. Listen, as always, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to come into your world and be able to share my thoughts, Um, whether it's based off experiences studying the Word of God and just reading from different authors. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share what I have. And I think it's important that you as well, if you have not already, find out what your contribution is, what is it that you are meant to share with the world? Because your voice, uh, your influence, and the essence of who you are is definitely needed in the earth. It's needed in your environment, in the culture. It is definitely needed. Today, we've been talking about seasons, right? (laughs) Seems like forever, but Every episode this year has tapped into the topic of seasons. Um, Even the most recent one talking about agreements, I think that um, as you look at how often we make agreements and what agreements we make, um, it is important that we make the right agreements in the seasons based off the seasons that we're in, um, and I believe that there are some seasons where we come to a level of maturity after you've endured, after you've experienced um, so many things, you begin to see the patterns that have been um, evident as a result of the agreements that we have made, awareingly or even unknowingly, in our lives. But today, I was thinking of this term, content. And I want to share with you some of my thoughts and as always, I don't want you to take these conversations as the be all as it relates to our sessions, but I want you to take uh, these sessions and begin to dive into the topics that we're talking about. Um, and so today I just want to hint on contentment and I was just thinking about this and and I began to meditate on it, and it just came alive in me. I, one of the first things you know, I, I love to reference scripture in our sessions. Um, I thought about the apostle Paul in Philippians chapter four, and one of the things that he's saying to the Philippian church, which is a, which is a church that uh, supported him as it relates to finances. We all know that Paul traveled. Um, he did extensive travel, um, and not only that, but and he was imprisoned and he lived a life where he, although he was a persecutor of the church, when he began to accept the calling of God on his life, that persecution reversed from him persecuting to church, the church to him being persecuted because of the gospel that he was preaching in regards to the church. And he became such a great influencer um, through the revelation that God gave him through the Holy Ghost as it relates to the church and the fulfillment that Christ brought to the church. And he helped merge understanding between that which was symbolic of the Old Testament and that which was fulfilled and manifested in the New Testament. But one of the things that he says in his letter to the Philippian church, um, particularly in Philippians chapter four, as he says, and, and I quote, I have learned to be content in whatsoever state that I am in. And I think I know that is a powerful statement. That is a powerful statement to be able to authentically say, that my conversation with you is not based on a need that I have of something in your possession because I have learned, I have matured to a place where I am content regardless of the situation and the circumstances that I may be in. And he goes on to say this. He says, I've learned how to be quite content whatever my circumstances, I'm just as happy with little as with much. With much as with little. I found the recipe for being happy whether full or hungry. Hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. We get... And when we translate that, um, this is the message version of the Bible in which I just read. But when we look at the King James Version, he says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. This is a powerful statement to make in reference to contentment, because contentment means to be satisfied. And as I begin to ponder upon this thought of being content, I, I just begin to really pause and analyze myself and just begin to think, I am content. I am content. And it just blew my mind away at the peace, the clarity of the place that that I'm in right now in comparison to the states in which I personally have been in in previous seasons. States of discontentment. Well, I can look at certain areas of my life and be so discontented with those areas that they begin to I begin to magnify them, and they begin to they begin to be the areas in which joy and happiness and satisfaction was seeped from my life, and I found myself unhappy. I found myself uneasy. I found myself um, coping with anxiety. I found myself dealing with depression. But I find myself currently through inner work, through therapy, through healthy conversations and through scripture and embracing more and more of the word of God. Going back to my first love and embracing the things that bring me joy, music, playing on my piano and singing and the things that bring me joy. I begin to embrace those things that nurture me and that speak to my purpose, speak to the dreams and the visions and the aspirations inside of me. And I just realized in thinking, man, I am actually happy. I am content. Now, content doesn't mean I'm settling. It means that I'm satisfied. Now, here's the context of this this satisfaction. I am satisfied to the point to where the areas of my life where I know that there's still growth, there's still development, there's still more to achieve, there's still capacity to expand, there are still goals to accomplish. In those areas, I find myself not being discontent with the fact that those areas exist. Because I've realized that in life, it is the areas of discontentment that become the areas of tension, that become the areas of temptation, Well, we are tempted to take the path of convenience rather than the pathway of contentment. And this is the premise of our conversation. When we're discontent, we magnify the thing that we don't have over what we do have. And in our discontentment, our strive and our goal and our focus, it becomes intensified on what we don't have. Rather than having a soul and genuine appreciates, appreciates or appreciation rather for what we do have and where we are. When you talk about contentment, it speaks of being satisfied, not just satisfied generally, but personally, situationally, and even in the possessions, I am satisfied. It may not be what I want. It is not the totality of what I aspire, but I am satisfied. Why? Because I've learned to be content, satisfied, whether I have a lot or a little. Because here is the reality of it. Contentment calls for discernment. And I have to understand that in the seasons where I don't have what I what I would like to have, that there's development. There's something that's working in that because this is my belief, that all things are working for me. And so even when I don't have something, the not having it is working for me. And I've learned to embrace that moment of not having, so that i can embrace correctly the moment when i have it let me say that again i've learned to embrace the significance and discern the significance of not having so that i can correctly embrace the moment when i have it oftentimes we magnify what we don't have and it births within us. It becomes the breeding ground for resentment, for bitterness, for anger, for frustration. But when we can, with discernment, understand and rewire our thinking, change our perspective to one that is of gratitude as to where we are and begin to see, even in the uncomfortableness of where you currently may be, see the value of where you are then you will understand this, that how you treat the present moment is a seed for your future moments. And so when you deal with the present in the mindset and the spirit of resentfulness and bitterness, and you create this tension, what you are doing is creating a dam and a wall that will that you're building something in between you and the moment in which you will have the things in which you are desiring and aspiring for. You almost, in a sense, repel those things that you resent. Yeah. Because you don't embrace the significance of the moment that you don't have it. I hope this makes sense when you when you hear what I'm saying. I hope that it's 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 palatable that you can digest it mentally and even spiritually that you can get it in your mind and your heart to understand that in the moments that you don't have, this is the moment. This is the time where you begin to prepare your heart for it. That you begin to make room for it, that you begin to expand your capacity for it and you appreciate the moments that you have right now in preparation. Yeah. You see, the person that regrets being single, they miss out on the power and the significance and the value and the opportunities that will only come by being single. You miss out on the development. You miss out on the building and the foundational development and all of those things that are important self care and self worth and instilling value and learning social skills and beginning to look yourself in the mirror and do an inner work, right? you you, you, when you when you if all you can focus on is oh i'm single i'm single i'm single i'm single i'm this and that you increase and you magnify all of these woes that you've pointed out and you miss out on the significance of why you're single and you miss out on the opportunities that are only meant for this season of your life and then you prolong it and you find yourself in situations longer occupying these situations, occupying these places longer than what was really anticipated for you. And the longer you begin to o- or occupy those spaces, the more you increase the delay in the transition that awaits you. But the markings, of the release from one season to the other is oftentimes the maturity of you being able to learn and being able to take advantage of the opportunities that was provided in this in the current season. So here it is. It's discernment. It's discernment. It's discernment because that discernment is necessary because sometimes the enemy will play on your discontentment. And the enemy will play on your temporary discontentment and offer you something of convenience. But the discernment is important because you have to understand that just because something is conveniently located for you, that is conveniently available to you and conveniently being offered to you, there may be a price tag that is <laughs> that costs way more than the, than the temporary satisfaction that the convenience is offering to you. You have to be able to discern it. How do you discern this? You discern it by understanding and looking and living from the big picture of seeing the big picture of life and where you want to be, where you're headed, where you, what are your goals and what is the vision that you're headed towards? What, what is it that you're building towards? What is it that you're seeking to manifest? What is it that you're seeking um, to be revealed in your life as it relates to you and, and the purpose that God has for you? In that pathway, does the convenience of what is being offered to you in this moment, does it sow seeds that are in alignment and agreement with the future? Or does it sow a seed of diverse, diversion, division, distraction? It is important when you think about When you think about the brothers in the Bible, um, and forgive me, but I believe it was Jacob and Esau. And when you think about one being offered meal in exchange for a birthright, you think about one didn't have the discernment to see the significance of the birthright because all they saw was the temporary fulfillment of the meal. And how many times in our lives in previous seasons have we forfeited something so great for something of less value? Here's the thing, discernment. You have to be able to discern. You have to be able to discern. I hope you're walking with me Um, in this session. I hope you're walking with me. I feel like I'm I'm putting a lot in here, but you have to have discernment in order to walk in contentment because when you can discern the value of of you being content, then it increases (laughs) your ability to discern correctly the decisions that you need to make in life. Because now I caught the call. Scripture says that Jesus endured the suffering. He endured the shame. Why? Because the glory that was ahead of him was greater than the temporary shame and the temporary uh, suffering in which he had to endure. What is it in this season of your life that you are temporarily enduring for the good and for the possession of greater? It may, it may, not it may but it calls for a mature level of thinking to say i've learned to be content in whatever state that i'm in because i understand that seasons change circumstances change and the state in which i'm in is subject to change based off of the decisions in which i make and even sometimes based off of external events and surroundings of happenings around me that I do not directly control so I must learn to be content to be satisfied and I want to use this word to be happy with where I am and with what I have and with what I'm doing even though it may not be the climax it may not be the ultimate it's not everything that I want it to be but I'm learning Least I should lose the significance of this moment. Least I should miss out on the opportunities of development and growth and the lessons that are being that are meant for me to learn in this season of my life because I'm too busy complaining, because I'm so busy looking ahead that I'm that I'm that I'm not stewarding the present. I, I have to find myself and I have to get to a place where I learn contentment. And listen to what Paul said. He said, I I've learned to be content. I've learned, I I can imagine that Paul has through all of his travels up to this point he's learned it because of the experiments uh the experiences and the situations that have occurred in his life and he has been in a place of discontentment and he's he's learned how the enemy will take your vulnerability he will take your discontentment and try to use that as an opportunity to shape and to remold you and to influence you in a direction outside of destiny and purpose he had to learn to be content in whatever state in whatever state, and here's the thing, because now he's at a place where he says, i am learned to be content." He's at a place now where who he is and the stability of his emotions and his, and his thoughts and his focus is not governed by external elements. I hope I hope you guys are getting what I'm saying. You don't want to live your life moved by the external elements where everything around you controls you and it throws you off because then you'll be like a ship tossed and driven by the winds and the waves. You want to be like Jesus who was in the same boat with the disciples in the midst of the storm and while they were troubled, he was asleep. You want to be like Jesus to say, hey. I have the authority and the power to speak to the elements to speak to the wind that is controlling the waves because I am speaking from peace within I'm speaking from contentment within I'm speaking from a place of stabilization within. And you don't want to be like the disciples where everything around you is beginning to impact what is supposed to be substantial on the inside of you, where you're losing your peace and you're anxious and you're depressed and you you're you find yourself um, discontent. And the tension within you and your emotions begins to impact your mind and your body and your thoughts and your interactions with others and your ability to perform and to perform and to excel and to dream and to strategize and to vision and to focus and to have clarity why because you have been you have allowed everything around you to birth and to be to to breed discontentment within you learn to be content learn to be content you may not be living in the house that you want but learn to be content you may not be driving the car that you want to drive but learn to be content with where you are and with what you have, so that you can have clarity and gratification to build and to strategize. What is the next move to get to where I am? And what what is it that? How can I better steward where I am? Let me say that again. What is the next move and the strategy, and the gratification? What is the mindset and the perspective that I need to get me to where I want to be? But also, what is the correct mindset to steward correctly where I am right now? Not only that, but here here's another thing. So, with 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 contentment, there is a call for discernment, but there is also a call for discipline. Discipline. I immediately think about um, how we deal with finances. That sometimes uh, discipline says, "I'm not going to outsource. I'm not going to spend that which is in my of my future um, for the satisfaction of having it today." Because having it today may mean that I'll be bankrupt in the future because I couldn't discipline myself to defer and to delay the need for gratification now for a more lasting gratification later. I believe I heard T.D. Jake speak of the old proverb that says, don't eat your dinner in the morning. Cause in the evening you'll have nothing to eat. Contentment calls for discipline. Well, I'm okay in this season minimizing some things. I'm okay in this season being in the space that I'm in. Why? Because I've learned to discipline myself I've learned not to let my desires rule me, but to let strategy and clarity of focus and wisdom be my guide. You see, when you think about the Garden of Eden, and the Bible recalls the account as the serpent speaks to Eve, he appeals to the things that would offer her instant gratification. appeals to the things that would offer her instant gratification, this good-looking apple that will immediately open your eyes so that you can be as God was. (laughs) My conversation today is, I hope that you are content with where you are in life and if you're not content I pray that you begin to do the inner work to bring yourself to learn contentment value where you are what you have and what is before you at this present moment and understand that how you steward this moment the stewardship of this present moment is the seed for future moments The stewardship of this present moment is the seed for future moments. And so if you live your present from a place of discontentment, unhappiness, lack of gratitude, right, greed and envy, jealous of what others have in terms of possession or who they are or what they're able to accomplish and what they're able to do, Envious because uh, you are not where they are. Envious because you do not have what they have. Envious because you're not experiencing what they are experiencing. None of that is beneficial towards your future. It is not beneficial towards your now. But it is sowing seeds of stress, anxiety, depression, It is sowing negative seeds in reference to your health, your relationships, your emotions. But if you at this moment can just pause and consider with gratitude where you are. God, I thank you that I'm not homeless. I'm not living where I wanna live. I thank you for my days of being single. Although I desire companionship, But while I'm single, help me to prepare for the companionship. Help me to prepare while I'm renting for the stewarding of a home and homes. Ownership, while I'm driving this, help me to prepare my mind and and get my my stewardship of my thinking to the place where I can purchase what I want to drive in the fashion that I want to purchase it. You know, you you have to consider that. Be content. Contentment is a happy place. It is a place where you can experience peace because you're not troubled about what you don't have, can't do, should have done, would have done, but you can be at peace with what you're doing and where you are right now. These are the only moments that we really have now. Tomorrow's not promised. Yesterday won't return. These are the days. So my prayer for you is that you would find contentment, remain content, in every season of your life. And I pray that as you begin to mature and as you begin to transition from one season to, to the next, that you don't lose contentment and the significance of understanding how important and how valuable the state of contentment is. And I'm not saying settle. I'm not saying to compromise. But what I'm saying is understand the power of where you are now and what you have and the significance and the value that all of that brings. And let that, here's the last thing I want to share. Let that be um, your place. Let that be your center of understanding that now is all that we have. Settling would be for me to take the pathway of convenience instead of contentment and miss out on the powerful attributes that await me in the future, the powerful state of possessing in my future, the powerful state of having in my future versus the temporary satisfaction of satisfying discomfort at a cost way more than what I'm willing to pay. Consider the cost. And when you get to the crossroads of convenience and contentment, I pray that you be content. When it comes to the place of complaining and contentment, I pray that you choose contentment. When it comes to the place of comparison and contentment, I pray that you choose contentment because contentment will keep you in a place of clarity and focus where you can make the necessary and correct decisions that will empower you in your future to help create the future that you desire. All right, family, I went a little bit longer than usual, but I hope this session has blessed you. Have a great day, a great night, at whatever time that you're listening to it. And please do me a favor, offer me your feedback, as well as share with somebody else. I'll talk to you next time. Hey, thanks again for joining me in this discussion today, Empowerment Sessions. I really appreciate and hope that you did take the time to subscribe if you already haven't. And also, if you took a moment to share it, if you haven't, you still got time to do it. Now, listen, remember that this podcast is meant to empower the authentic version of you to impact the world around you like only you can. Now, you can follow me even after the podcast is over on Instagram at empowerment underscore sessions or at I am Philip Super. And even on Facebook, you can join the empowerment community as well. If you follow me on there with empowerment sessions page. All right. I look forward to adding you guys to the group and seeing your comments on how this podcast has really impacted you in a positive way. Until next time, remember, it's all about you being empowered to help the next generation.